Welcome this day. So glad you have chosen to join us. We are digging into enough. And what does it mean to have enough or feel like we are enough? And so we're going to get into that discussion. But before we do, let me offer a prayer. God of all creation, as you have given us so many gifts and abilities, as you have blessed us in so many ways with love and peace and joy, with the things that last of grace and forgiveness. Hear us, O oh God, this day, and help us to understand, to gain new understanding of the words found in Scripture that it may inspire us this day and how we are living, how we find enough. Amen. So today I've got for us Exodus, the 16th chapter. And what you got to know is Exodus 16 is all about the Israelites and they are in the wilderness. And this question of enough, like, have you ever felt like they're, they're questioning constantly enough? They don't feel like they have enough. So have you ever felt that? Like maybe you don't feel like you're enough. You don't have enough uh, maybe job status or enough money or enough of a house or enough of a car or enough of however you would fill in that blank. And there's like this angst, maybe anxiousness around it. Maybe it's even in the self of feeling like, you know, how am I ever going to be enough? What do I have to do to be enough? And what's interesting about that conversation when we're having about when we don't feel like there's enough of something is that when the Israelites aren't feeling like it's enough, it's the same conversation, even though they are thousands upon thousands of years of difference. It's the same conversation of scarcity versus abundance that it's so easy to get in this mindset of not enough that we do not have enough. We there's not enough resources in this world for all of us. The sense of scarcity versus what does it mean to see an abundant, to experience an abundant life, to perceive the world as abundance because it's from God. And so we're going to look at how the Israelites really begin to struggle with this. They start off in Egypt. They are complaining. They are like, we don't like this. This is not okay. This is not a good life. We want out. And God hears them. And God responds to them. And so we're going to hear a little bit more of this response because we start out in Egypt and they complain. And then they are, God leads them out. Then they get to the Sea of Reeds and they are complaining. And again, God helps them cross. They then are complaining about the water, not enough water, not enough. And so there again, God provides. And every time, except for that very first time that they complain, they always follow it with life would have been better in Egypt. Like they have taken the past and made it so much better. They've aggrandized it. They have made, you know, things were better way back when. And here, here we get, they're trying to move through it. And God keeps being present, starting in 16 verse 1. 
The whole Israelite community set out from Elam and came to the Sin Desert, which is located between Elam and Sinai. They set out on the 15th day of the second month after they had left the land of Egypt. The whole Israelite community complained against Moses and Aaron in the desert. The Israelites said to them, Oh, how we wish that the Lord had just put us to death while we were still in the land of Egypt. There we could sit by the pots, cooking meat, and eat our fill of bread. Instead, you've brought us out into this desert to starve this whole assembly to death. <coughs> All right. Think about that. God's let them out every time. God's responded every time God has heard the people of Israel. And yet, they still complain. They still think impossible. They still think that God is not capable. They think that, you know what, it's, it's not good enough. It's, it's it, the situation in the moment. They're so focused on the moment. They are so focused on making the past sound like it is so good and so wonderful that they cannot see, they cannot notice how God is at work in the moment responding to them. They think it's impossible, and yet, over these months, this story takes place, God keeps responding, and you go, wait a minute, what, what's that about? And so for ourselves, when we're thinking about how so, it's so easy to get in a mindset of scarcity, of not enough, that even when good things happen, maybe it momentarily lifts that sense of scarcity. And maybe for a moment, a brief moment, we're like, okay, this is the abundant. This is the good life. But here, how often, right, do we go right back into that scarcity mindset? How often do we let that fear and that anxiousness get us so that we can't even notice where God is responding, how God is working in our lives? Continuing on, starting in verse 4. <coughs> then the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to make bread rain down from the sky for you. The people will go out each day and gather just enough for that day. In this, I'll test them to see whether or not they follow my instruction. On the sixth day, when they measure out what they have collected, it will be twice, twice as much as they collected on other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, The evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you will see the Lord's glorious presence because your complaints against the Lord have been heard. Who are we? Why blame us? So here the Israelites are blaming Moses and Aaron, but Moses is redirecting them and saying, No, you think you're complaining against us, but you're complaining against God. You say that, you're telling God it's impossible, that an abundant life is not possible, no matter that when you notice things in the past, you can notice how God is with them each and every time, how God responds to the needs around them. Maybe it isn't in the way they exactly wanted it. Maybe they wanted a buffet, but here... Moses is trying to point out, you, you think you're blaming us, but you're telling God it's impossible. And maybe for ourselves, maybe we think it is impossible for God. Maybe we are on the side of the more negative, the glass is half empty. 
or the skeptical, like, yeah, I don't know about any of that. But what would it mean to take a step back, to not only notice the past, not make it better than it was, but to notice what we've learned from it, of noticing where God is at work so that we can be strengthened and confident that God is at work in our lives right here, right now. Because we have been given all kinds of gifts and abilities. We have been showered in love and joy and peace, whether or not we choose to engage in that or not. That God has given us so many ways to navigate this world and so many ways to build it up. And we may complain about the world around us. It's all falling apart. But what are we doing to create something wonderful? What are we doing that says, wait a minute, no, God's still at work in this world. God is still moving and being. God is still responding. Or are we, well, I'm not complaining against God, but... Are we kind of like the Israelites where it's like, ah, I don't know. Even though there have been moments throughout where it's like, wait a minute, I think God was there. I think I was able to make it through because God was with me. Enough. What is enough? Continuing on in verse 8 through 10, Moses continued. The Lord will give you meat to eat in the evening and your fill of bread in the morning because the Lord heard the complaints you made against him. Who are we? Your complaints aren't against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses said to Aaron, say to the whole Israelite community, come near to the Lord because he's heard your complaints. As Aaron spoke to the whole Israelite community, they turned to look toward the desert. And just then the glorious presence of the Lord appeared in the cloud. So as they are the most skeptical... Like, they don't like the food. They don't like the way this is going down. They're, they're making the past sound way better than it was. God responds, and God responds through Moses and Aaron. And this is one of those moments where it's like, who do we surround ourselves with? Are we surrounding ourselves with people who they're always down? It's never good enough. It'll never be enough. There's a sense of how the world falls apart. It's always negative. And there's all kinds of excuses for that. And so who are we listening to? Who are we listening to, whether it's in social media world, it's internet, it's in our everyday kind of family and interactions? Who are we listening to and what is that message? Is it a message of noticing where there's an abundance paying very close attention to how God is at work in our lives to build and encourage, to help us to love, to be able to share in grace and encouragement with one another? Or is it in those material things of what we don't have, of how we will not be satisfied until? And what's interesting is so often once we get that thing, we still aren't satisfied. Continuing on in verse 11 through 15. The Lord spoke to Moses, I've heard the complaints of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight, you will have your fill and in you will eat meat. And in the morning, you will have your fill of bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. In the evening, a flock of quail flew down and covered the camp. And in the morning, there was a layer of dew all around the camp. When the layer of dew lifted there on the desert surface were thin flakes, as thin as frost on the ground. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, 
What is it? They didn't know what it was. Moses said to them, this is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. All right, so notice that. So notice they've said to the people, God's going to provide. God's going to provide bread. God's going to provide meat. There is an abundance. We are not going to starve. God is providing in some way. And so even when it does happen, they're like, this is the time frame of it. The people are so skeptical that when it does happen, they're like, I don't know what that is. What is it? And you're like, wait a minute, why aren't they listening? Because it's so much easier to listen to the negative, to listen to the scarcity, to listen to it isn't enough, I'm not enough. Those voices are so powerful in our culture. We have an entire society built upon what we have and don't have. And so in this moment, This moment, this story is challenging the Israelites in understanding, in looking for the abundance, in trying to figure it out. Even though they are still skeptical, God is still providing. God is still there. And what's interesting about this is there's this whole thing that they're only supposed to gather what's for the day because God provides enough for the day. And the Israelites are not going to listen to that. They're actually going to gather more, and then it's going to rot. And that should say something to us about how strong those voices of scarcity are. Because those voices of scarcity, even when we are told, you will be provided for today, there's still that anxiousness of not enough. And so that's the challenge. That's the challenge for the Israelites. That's the challenge for us. How will we begin to notice the abundance of God, the way God does provide in our lives, the way God does provide in our day-to-day? How will we notice where God is guiding us, even leading us in finding that abundance, of noticing that abundance, instead of listening to those things that say, nope, not enough, never enough? Or, well, if you have one more, then it will be and yet leaves you unsatisfied. So how will you be challenged this day? By God's abundance, by God being present in our lives, no matter if we are in the wilderness, anxious and fearful, whether we are skeptical, whether or not we are alone, God is providing. God is bringing an abundance. God has surrounded us with an abundance of gifts and abilities, blessings and love. But will we notice? Amen. Pray with me. Oh God, help us to notice this day. Help us to take some time and to listen, to notice where you are moving in our lives, to notice the things that we do have in abundance. Help us to pay attention, O God, and help us to be that abundant presence for others as we know that so many people struggle with grief and illness, struggle with everyday interactions, struggle in everyday life. Help us to be that abundant presence of you and to be that encouragement to build one another up, to respond in the ways that we can. Help us, O God. And hear us now as we pray together that prayer, saying, Our Father who art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. May you go out in peace knowing that God goes with you, that God continues to provide. May you notice where God is providing for you this day. Now, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. Amen.